one thing that I'm learning a lot from my son, especially, is just resilience. And we're gonna have we're gonna get beaten up by the market multiple, multiple times. But the thing is, every time we do that, if we can take something away, we're gonna getting one step closer, one step closer. And so I find a lot of people will take a lot of lessons and then they get like, ah, that's it. I can't do this anymore. We have to have that resilience. We have to keep going, but we have to understand also that we can't let the small things build up too big. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Success, Success Shift. My name is Jake, and I'm very happy to be back here on this lovely Tuesday morning. However, unfortunately, I'm feeling a little bit crook today. I woke up this morning, and it was a real struggle to get out of bed. Um, but, you know, the discipline, this is where discipline comes in, because honestly, when you wake up in those mornings, motivation is at an all-time zero. <clears throat> An all-time low, sorry. Um, and yeah, that's when discipline needs to kick in. So it was a real struggle and I haven't really gotten back to my usual energy, but we're here, we're smiling. And um, today I'm finding some gratitude for the health when I do have it, because when it goes, um, it sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I'm not too bad. It's just that border. So I think I'll be having lots of garlic for dinner. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a slower morning for me, even though it's afternoon now. So chuck some um, some of your gratitude into the, the chat here. I also um, was just talking to lovely Teresa. She's now back safe in Canada, but, um, you know, it was nice having her in this time zone when the person who teaches you so much and guides you comes over and visits, and then you were in the time, same time zone so we could actually communicate quite regularly, which was really nice. And now she's um, she's back, and you don't really realize these small things that when you travel and when you've got friends over in other time zones and stuff like that, it um, makes a difference. So I'm really grateful that I had that time where we were in the same time zone. And I'm really grateful just that the internet obviously allows us to stay in contact. I was talking to my dad on the weekend and we had a full video call and he was able to see his grandson running around and having a giggle. And it was kind of like we were in the same room a little bit, which was really lovely. So Yes, finding my gratitude for a bit of technology today as well. So chuck your gratitude into the chat and then we can sort of get started today. We've got some few people coming in here. Good morning. Grateful for friends I've never met in this group. Yeah, that's lovely. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, it really is. I'm grateful for individuals that are courageous and knowledgeable and are willing to put themselves out there to speak out against the evil narrative that is running rampantly around our world. Yeah, that's that the truth. I mean, there's a lot of people, go, a lot of stuff going on and I'm sure social media and the media 
the news does its fair share of um, spilling its side of the story. So it's nice that we have people on both on the other side and people who are open and brave enough to, to share that. Um, I am grateful for unexpected opportunities, even when they're outside of my comfort zone. Those are the best kind of opportunities. Nice, Deanna. It's really lovely to hear. Um, I think those are the best opportunities when I was speaking to my wife about this just yesterday when we were on our, on a walk two days ago. And I was saying that lots of times in life opportunities come, but the problem is most people aren't ready for them. And so it's a bit of a shame when, you know, you look back and you go, oh, there was such a good opportunity there, but, you know, I didn't have the skill set or I didn't have my eyes open or I wasn't looking for anything or, you know, I was still closed off or didn't have this growth mindset at the time. And a lot of the time you can miss a lot of really great opportunities. And so I think it's really important that we can spread the knowledge and get people aware that, you know, sometimes in life you get great opportunities but the real key is to be prepared and open and willing to jump at them when they come. And sometimes that means you'll jump and miss a bunch. Sometimes that means you won't. Sometimes you'll jump and jump onto something great. And I know that I wouldn't be where I am today if I wasn't raised with a sort of attitude of, you know, just why not give it a go, see what happens. Um, because I've lived that way my entire life and it's led me to some pretty amazing places so far. So I love that you're finding gratitude here. Um, unexpected opportunities are the best and sometimes um funnily enough and i'll i'm going to share another quote from um this book again today but i'm listening to be water my friends um again it was such a good audio book and i find that when i'm jogging it really gets me in a good state but then i start thinking and i miss bits so i can listen to audio good audio books two or three times and it really was they were really talking about how um if you really want to be successful, you have to be water and just allow movement to happen. And um, the determ the analogy here was the determination of water. If you've got a leak, if anyone's ever had water damage in their house or, you know, bus pipes or something, water can just go and it just doesn't stop and it finds a way. It's not deterred by how it gets there, but it will get there and it will keep moving and it bends around and it makes a new path. And if something stops it and there still needs to go somewhere, it will just find a way around and it will mold and adapt to its environment and, it was a really cool analogy and it really made my made me think about my journey and where I want to get to and kind of the twists and turns that I've had along my way, um, all by just kind of exploring an opportunity. If it doesn't work out, waiting for another opportunity to open up and jumping on it. So um, you really got me with that gratitude there because I think that's a, a great thing to be aware of and to be grateful for. So anyone else that has any of those opportunities, just, just be just be open-minded. That's all I'm saying, because you never know where they'll lead you. And sometimes it might be terrifying. You know, that's when you get outside your comfort zone. Sometimes you may not know the logistics, but the idea sounds great. Just start and see what happens. That's my best advice to anyone. If something sounds like it's a good idea or something sounds like it's fun, just start. You can always stop. <laughs> like, give it a go because momentum usually, like the motivation and the growth happens after the momentum. So, you know, you got to start somewhere and just let that motivation start building things up, let the momentum build up, and then who knows where you'll end up. So thanks for sharing that, Dina. I am grateful that I am surrounded by positive, genuine people in my life. Yeah, that's lovely to see over in the Kajabi room too. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? Today, um, I really wanted to kind of bring back a topic. Well, I was actually talking about it on yesterday's call. So on the live call, I mentioned it briefly, and I want to go over and discuss a little bit more of the mindset aspect to this of, of what happened. So this is one of my trades that I took yesterday at London Open. And I just want to go through in a bit more detail because I think this is a really good learning opportunity. 
and it was for me and this is kind of those pivotal moments I've had on my journey and just as I was talking about before how all the twists and turns you go along the way um, in my trading journey I've had the same I felt like I've been going off in one direction and then I realized actually that's not the best for me and I've, I've had a pivot but also moving forward and I have these moments and this comes from you know objectively reviewing and going over and rethinking about this particular trade that wasn't a bad trade but I learned a lot from it um, just that objective review and the analysis I'm like okay well maybe what else can I find find from this particular instance so what happened it was London open um, the market was melting so we had all the time frames I think one minute to an hour all in the downwards trend um, I jumped on the charts I was a little bit early I had a quick look and I just had this very intuitive thought I was like market's going to drop um, I'm just going to wait for it to pull up here hopefully give us the, the entry candle and I, and I just know it's going to drop obviously wait for my confirmations wait for, for my entry candles etc so I was waiting and then it happened just as market open happened unfortunately we got an EMA shift on the market open now just to clarify for the traders who trade us in the New York Open, London Open slightly different. It's not as volatile. It's not as explosive. It doesn't go back and forth as much. So I do actually trade very close to the market open, if not sometimes the market open candles, only in London session, not in New York session, um, just to clarify. So we had this EMA shift. The next candle was the TDI shift. And I was like, perfect. It's a TDI shift. After the EMA shift, it's broken our lows. Good to go. But what happens in the London session is candles are much smaller. So, you know, I think... My stop loss could have been about 12 points. So I've got a little bit of wiggle room in um, the London session. It's a lot smaller stop loss that I work with. So therefore I can increase my lot size. So I, I did, I increased my lot size. I was like, you know what? I've actually got some wiggle room. I'm going to, I'm going to up my lots a little bit here. So I took a, a higher leverage trade and entered the trade happily. <clears throat> but I could feel as soon as I entered this trade, I was like, oh, okay. I'm actually did some calculations on, you know, points per pips and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, 10 points would be this amount and 15 points would be this amount. And I was like, well, push down a little bit now. Like I don't want it to reject here and turn around. I'd hate to take a loss from this level. And all of a sudden my full um, trade management psychology had completely shifted. Now I spoke a lot about on the calls, you know, accepting the risk and fully acknowledging the risk before you enter a trade and understanding your relationship with money and you know how it affects you and the fluctuations and all this sort of stuff so at the time i'd done my calculations i'd completely accepted my risk but when the pie started to move i was like oh actually in the dollar amount so my head switched to percentage and it switched to future aspects that was not no longer just what's happening at candle closure okay this is how i'm going to manage my trade it was like oh if I close here, which is not any part of my trading plan, I would earn this amount of dollars, which is not the strategic way that I usually think about it. Um, and then I was like, okay, this is strange. And so then what happened was I ended up moving my stop loss down to break even because I was like, oh, it's made a bit of profit now. I'd be really upset if it turned around and went all the way back up and, and I had to take a loss. And so all these things I was predicting to come forward, I was like, oh, and then this could happen and this could happen and this could happen. And I could just, and the emotion started to get to me about you know, what could happen in the financial aspect. And it's different to how I've been training myself to trade over the last however many days, weeks, months, years. And it was really interesting to observe. Now, in the moment, it was really hard to notice that this was happening to me. I, I didn't really think, all my logical thought was, you know, if this returns and I take a loss, this is going to impact me and I don't want that to happen. So what I do, I move my stop loss. I didn't wait till candle closure and trail by spread times two below the yellow ones that passed my entry, which is my usual trail method. 
it hadn't reached a, a level or, or had a huge candle to me for me to capture points but i just kind of was like oh well i don't want it to i don't want to lose so i'll move it in front of um, my take profit uh, my break even and i don't want this trade to go to nothing so i'll grab a little bit and so i had like three or four points maybe five points in profit i think four points and then it came back wicked me out took me out of the trade and then uh, traveled on for another 75 points or something along those lines and it was a beautiful 75 points like when you observe it if i trailed the way i usually trail i could have collected it you know maybe 50 60 of them so what happened here what happened in this case well many things were played a part of it and you know i could have reacted in many ways and said oh i deserve this i deserve that and you know at the end of the day i was like you know i got four points i have to be happy with this so i left it i came back and observed but what i realized was that my relationship with money had altered the amount now that was increased i was risking more and so i don't think i'd fully come to terms with the risk like i had come to terms with the risk in a, in a financial aspect but i hadn't come to the psychological aspect of accepting the risk in the sense of like the next fear that comes in. So we've got fear of being wrong, uh, the fear of missing out, the fear of leaving money on the table and the fear of letting a winning trade turn to a loss. And so I don't usually have a fear of a winning trade turning to a loss, but now that the leverage was higher, I was, I was like, oh no, like now that I've had this much profit, I actually don't want to take a loss on this because I'd feel foolish for giving away you know, that much profit. And so when we make these small changes and, and as your account grows and as you develop um, these are going to occur. You know, you, your lot size is going to increase. If you're compounding, these things are going to happen. And so we have to be really self-aware, really aware on what it is that impacts us, what it is that um, makes us tick or makes us get more emotional. And so this was a new one for me, um, but I really urge you all to look at your relationship with money because even if you have maybe got a lot of it under control, small certain aspects, and now this wasn't a huge, I didn't take a loss. I actually took a, a profit here. Um, and, you know, it could have been more, not that that is, a, is an issue to, to think about, but it was a good learning process where the small change in, in lot affected my relationship with my money, which made my emotions think, and made me start to live in the future um, more than in the present moment. And so therefore I just completely went out the window with my trade management and I didn't get anywhere near the points that I could have. And so these little one, remember I was talking the other day about the one percenters, there's just the difference between a professional profitable trader and someone who's kind of stuck in this zone, um, novice who who understands but isn't making growth, is these 1% differences. The ability to say no to this particular trade because it's 9 out of 10, not 10 out of 10 in your trading plan. The ability to understand that this is my target price and if I'm trailing my stop loss, I'm going to take my points and be grateful for that, not I'm going to hope and then, oh, no, I've get, I gave back an extra five, six, seven points instead. It's the ability to understand that, oh, this slight increase actually had an issue with my relationship with money and that's something I need to work on now. So these little small 1% is what's going to make it. And they're, they're everywhere. You can find them whenever you're looking at yourself in trading. But it's really important. I urge you to, this is the whole concept of this podcast and, and my mindset course in general is that every single one of us listening, every single one of us trading is going to have a small thing that they need to change, but it might not be the same thing. The thing that I need to change or look at is not going to be the same thing that Aaron or Judy needs to change. The thing that Darren needs to change may not be the same thing that any of us need to change. You never know. Okay. And so this is why it's so hard to teach, but the whole purpose and I think the overall outlook is that you need to be able to self-assess you need to be able to become aware of your own 
intricacies and the things that make you tick, the things that bring up your emotions and the things that make you react. Um, because we, again, we want to be responding to the charts as they happen in real time, not reacting to them in an emotional based way. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Um, it's a really small change that I made and it wasn't like a big loss or win or anything drastic to my account, but by going back and objectively reviewing what happened, I was very much able to find a point in myself where I need to to work on and, and to grow on. So I definitely encourage you to do the same when, you, when you're doing your um, reviews of your trades. Okay. So next thing I want to talk about is a little bit about resilience. Um, and this comes from this kind of thing. So I had a choice yesterday. I could have seen the 70 point drop, been super frustrated that I got taken out then got mad, got emotional, got revengeful, tried to trade back. And then I think after that, it pulled up a little bit and then just consolidated like all day. So I could have wasted my time. I could have sat there trying to get points back that I felt I deserved. I could have um, just entered and tried to catch it on the way down. I mean, in hindsight, it would have worked, but most of the time, you know, it doesn't. So there's all these aspects that I could have done relative to my emotion. But one thing that... I'm learning a lot from my son, especially is just resilience. And we're going to have, we're going to get beaten up by the market multiple, multiple times. But the thing is, every time we do that, if we can take something away, we're going to be getting one step closer, one step closer. And so I find a lot of people will take a lot of lessons and then they get like, ah, that's it. I can't do this anymore. We have to have that resilience. We have to keep going, but we have to understand also that we can't let the small things build up too big. So if you've got an issue, if you've got a loss, if you've got a lesson that you're trying to get through, allow it to come, learn from it, but don't let it compile. Don't let it grow and, and fester and get bigger because there's always going to be new things that you're going to want to learn. And there's always going to be new aspects about yourself that you're going to want to change. And so we have to find this resilience. And there was a really good quote um, from the book that I'm listening to at the moment. And it was from uh, Bruce Lee or Bruce Lee's daughter, and it's related to this, and this is what I was talking about at the start. So people, and he says, people must grow through skillful frustration. And this hit a chord with me because I find frustration to be, well, I did find frustration to be a kind of a negative word. When I get frustrated, it's like, oh, and I have all this negative emotion to it, and it makes me anxious, and, and I can feel myself tense up just from the word. But the idea of growing through skillful frustration really shifted my perspective on it. And he goes on to, and they go on to discuss that we need to see frustration not as the enemy, not as something that's negative, but as a teaching moment, um, as the teacher and as a friend. And so when you st start to feel frustrated, now hopefully you can shift your perspective on it and go, Haha, this is a good thing. I'm doing something that's skillful. I'm learning to trade or whatever it is. You can be doing anything, business, you could be doing sports, you could be doing music, whatever. You get to a point where you, you just can't get it because what's happening is your skill set isn't quite there yet. And so you're challenging yourself. You're getting outside your comfort zone. You're getting to that next level. This is where the growth happens. When you're getting frustrated, when you can't figure something out, this is when that growth is happening. So if you can find resilience and stick with that and find pleasure in the skillful frustration, then we're going to be able to enjoy learning and growing much, much faster. And so if we look at frustration, not as the enemy, but instead as the teacher or the friend, 
if we find joy when we get frustrated and we can shift our perspective and if we can look at the things that make us frustrated because then we know what we need to practice so if i'm starting to get frustrated okay what is it exactly that's making me frustrated this is something that obviously my skill set's not up to scratch yet and so i can find joy and pleasure in trying to better this particular skill set and in turn especially if we're doing it in trading hopefully get financial gain and profit coming from that okay so people must go through skillful frustration and there is no better example of this than watching my son learn to walk he's started walking a, a week before my birthday so just after nine months old um and he took his first steps then next week he was pretty much up and going but now he's just non-stop and he's climbing up things he's jumping off things but he falls over all the time like all the time and you can see him you'll, you'll get up he'll fall over He'll get up, he'll fall over again, he'll get up, he'll run around for ages and he'll fall over. And you can see it's a bit frustrating for him, but he doesn't let it get to him. He doesn't give up. He doesn't like, I mean, sometimes he does, but he doesn't throw his hands in the air and just give up on trying to walk. He feels the frustration, he gets up, he goes again. And he does this over and over again. And that's why he's learned so quickly. And I think all babies just have that resilience because the desire to learn to walk when you're in a house surrounded by people who are walking all the time is huge. And there's so much we can take away from this. You know, if the desire is strong enough, you will keep going no matter what. You'll get back up every single time. If you know your why, then you can push through anyhow, right? He can see us walking all the time. What is it they say? You, you are the um, amalgamation of the five most people you hang around with. If he's only hanging around with us who's walking, of course, he's going to want to start walking too. And so there's this drive. There's this determination. There's this resilience. There's this skilled frustration, and this is why babies pick up and grow so damn quickly. They don't give up. They don't, I mean, they can get frustrated. You know, sometimes they cry, but I've seen him at some points. Now he's starting to climb on this little thing I built him, and I've seen him at some points just grab onto it and be like, I want to figure out how to get over this. And he's just gone, like this frustration so inside of him, but he uses that as determination. He uses that for extra drive, and he continues to push. And we need to have that in ourselves. I think. As we get older, we lose this resilience, we lose this grit, we lose the, de the determination to try for, and strive for things that we really, really want. And either because we don't want it bad enough or because it gets tough and we know that there's a simpler way. And as soon as we know that there's a simpler way, we're like, well, why would I put myself through this when I can do it an easier way? But sometimes there's not an easier way. Sometimes you just have to keep going. And if we get used to this practice of like, uh, yeah, but there is an easier way, then when there's no easier way, we give up. And we're like, oh, this is too hard. Why would I do it? Because we need to make sure that the desire is there. We need to make sure that it's worth enough of, for our effort. And then we can keep going. And then we can keep pushing. And then hopefully we can make it through the other side, right? And this is, I think, the key to any aspect of life, to whatever you're trying to do. If you can find the resilience, you can find that skillful frustration point, and you can just keep pushing and then find joy and pleasure in the points where you get frustrated, you will become unstoppable. And again, this just comes down to our perspective. You know, life's about perspective. I've got it up here. <clears throat> life's all about perspective. Remember, you can always find a different point of view. I have it right here so I can read it most days because it does make a difference. Before, I was like, frustration is a negative thing. I don't want to feel frustrated. It gets me all tense and it gets me flustered and it makes me want to quit. Now I've shifted my perspective and I can see frustration as a joyful, happy thing that's actually pushing me forward and breaking me out of the comfort zone and into my growth zone and leveling up my skills. It's the same with 
the gym. I mean, the gym's a perfect example because it's a physical thing that most of us have experienced. When you get to a point where you can't do a push-up or you can't do any more chin-ups and you're like, oh, my muscles are at, at breaking point. They're at fully fatigued. You know, the fibers are breaking and you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. You're getting frustrated, but you're trying a new skill and you keep going. And then the next day your muscles are all sore, but you're like, oh, I actually feel kind of good. And over time that growth happens because you keep putting yourself into this breaking point, into this zone where you're frustrated and you can't go any further. But gym junkies, for example, they're massive because they end up loving that. They end up falling in love with that space of like failure. If you can really learn to love that breaking point, that failure point and, and the frustration and growth that comes with it, I truly believe you can do absolutely anything. Okay, so I hope that makes sense to some people listening. Um, just wanted to bring a couple of those lessons that I've learned from the trading, the trade on Monday, and a couple of things that I'm taken away from A, my son, and B, uh, that that lovely book that I'm reading. And I really recommend to anyone give it a, a read or a listen. But Be Water by Sharon Lee. It's about Bruce Lee's philosophies. It's a lot. I didn't realize Bruce Lee was such a philosopher rather than a martial artist. Um, very fascinating stuff. Okay. Well, we've got a couple of minutes left until our trading call. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Don't forget to read through. Where's my trading journal? Oh, I don't find my journal. Here it is. It's under here. No? Okay. Well, I'm going to go find my trading journal. Um, I recommend you guys go find yours. Go read through it. Read through your trading plan. Do your brain warm up. Make sure that you've got everything sorted and organized for your trading session, maybe go get a coffee. I've been a little bit slower, so I've got extra water and extra coffee with me today. Um, and yeah, just give yourself that patience and disciplines and try and find that resilience for, for the growth moments. Okay. I hope you guys managed to get something out of today and we'll jump over to the trading call. Much love and I'll speak to you again tomorrow. Oh, actually, lastly, I want to say that this week... We will be Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, as per usual. But starting next week, I'm actually changing the podcast to Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So we'll have Mondays and Fridays off. The podcast will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the live calls. Um, because the funded account coaching that I'm running is starting on Thursday or Friday morning for me, but Thursday night for, for people over in the, the States and Canada. And that's starting next week on the 6th of July. So um if you want to get into that there it's been released today spots are filling up really quickly so i'd jump in on that otherwise um yeah the podcast tuesday wednesday thursday starting next week all right thanks guys